Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related. So uh, I want to share a story. I had a conversation with a leader that... um, I'm doing some work with that had expressed to me that uh, they were uh, extremely frustrated with a situation that was going on. So we started to talk a little bit about it. And the situation basically was that uh, this individual was trying to bring somebody into their organization who they felt very good about, very strong. This person was going to be an integral part of the company's future moving forward. So an important role with a lot of responsibility. And they were frustrated because this individual wasn't making the commitment to come aboard. And when we started to kind of peel this thing apart and dig into it, what became really, really, really obvious and apparent was the fact that this was like a totally one-sided deal. Uh, and so I, 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 I said to the person, I said, why don't we reverse roles here for a second? If you were this individual, talk me through how you would think about this offer that you've made. And basically the, the deal parameters were something along the lines of this person would come in and work in their organization for several months without any compensation, without any kind of... Uh, uh, rewards or uh, opportunities or anything that would be remuneration for what that investment of time was, other than the fact that at that point, at the end of that several month period of time, uh, that uh, CEO would then make the decision whether to bring that person on. And um, it just made me realize in this conversation that oftentimes we get mystified and frustrated because we're not getting a certain result or an action from somebody. And in reality, there's no balance of equity in this arrangement or deal. Or in other words, another better way to say it, there's no WIFM, which is W-I-F-M. And that is, for those of you who don't know, it's what's in it for me, right? So people don't ultimately do things because in some cases, there's not enough in it for them. Right, and it's sometimes the way re- reason we don't do things because there's not enough in it for us. Right, I didn't when I was a kid. I didn't like cleaning my room, and I didn't because I didn't really see, see any value. <coughs> Excuse me, I didn't see any value. Wasn't enough in it for me. Right, I I was okay with a dirty room. My parents might not have been, but you know, and when I cleaned it, it was because I had to, and I still. Didn't really that much, but there was not enough with them in it, right? So as a leader, if I'm frustrated, then maybe it's time to look at, okay, what is their incentive for doing that task or doing whatever I'm asking them to do? If it's not significant enough, then maybe that's the problem, right? There, or maybe it is significant and they just don't see it and that's a communication problem we need as a leader to explain that to the person. I'll give you an example. You know, when I was in college, I had all kinds of crazy jobs. I mean, I probably had... 30 different jobs from the time I was 12 or 13 uh, through the time I graduated college and all kinds of things. I mean, I was a, I was everything. 
I was a lifeguard. I was a bartender for a day. That's another story uh, for another episode. I was a waiter. I was a lumberjack. True. I was a uh, lifeguard. I was a cable TV installer. I was a security guard. I was a pizza maker at Pizza Hut. I was a, a, a teacher at Princeton Review. That was a cool job. That's another story for another time. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, on and on and on. Camp counselor. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of really fun ones. But in any event, um, I always looked at this as like, okay, this is an opportunity to, to make some money and to do different things. But sometimes... I was being asked to do things that I was not incented to do. And I remember how I felt, right? I remember this vividly. I mean, I remember being a security guard and uh, I had, uh, I would be in a booth all day long for like, and I would do these two double shifts back to back from 7 a.m. to 11 at night, Saturday, and then again, Sunday. And then I would do full time during the week. So it was like 70 hours. This was during summer. And uh, so I'd be cooped up in this little, this little, uh, <laughs> this little booth, it was kind of funny. And this was like, you know, no cell phones, nothing. I mean, no TV. It was just sitting there reading a book, maybe if you're lucky. But they asked me to do uh, two things. <laughs> One is I had, so this was a warehouse. So there were, there were workers in that warehouse and they would come out for lunch. I would come out at the end of the day and I had to inspect their lunchbox because this warehouse had all kinds of stuff in it and they were afraid people were stealing. So, you know, I'm like, really, that's my job. I got to, I got to look in everybody's, you know, lunchbox. So I know how I'd feel if I'm part of an organization that doesn't trust me enough that I have to open my lunchbox or lunch bag every single day and get it inspected. Well, that's not an organization that's really breeding a lot of trust, right? So that's a whole different episode as well. But I remember that people would walk by, some would open them up, some wouldn't. They'd just keep walking. And, and you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm, here I am making six bucks an hour, whatever it was. I didn't have enough incentive to really do that. So I did enough to say I did it. And if somebody, I'm not going to, you know, break somebody's you know what because they're not showing me the inside of the lunchbox. Some people protested. I remember another part of this job was I had to go into this warehouse at night. Now, this would be like, you know, at the end of my shift at 11 o'clock at night. And this was like an airplane hangar. So you got to picture how big this thing is. It was probably the ceilings must have been easily, I'm going to say 50 feet at least. Uh, and it was these big aisles, uh, and, and it was huge and it was dark. It was pitch dark. And I would walk around there with a walkie talkie and a flashlight. And that was it. It's not like I had a weapon. I didn't have anything. I took on my walkie talkie, which by the way, it was only me on the shift. So I don't even know if I talked to anybody or what, what that would go to. Maybe it just would, I'd show that to the, the, you know, the bad guy and he'd run away and think that I had, you know, access to the police, but nothing. So, I would have to go and I'd have to turn this little key at all these stops. So they they had to, they knew that I did the whole rounds. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't get paid. So it was ridiculous. And I listen, I'm you now like everybody else. I'm walking through this thing and I'm scared out of my mind. I'm like, here I am, you know, whatever, 20. But yeah, okay, I'll admit it. I was scared. This thing is like, you know, this could be anybody in here, you know. And this was stacked stocked with all kinds of stuff i mean that people would want to steal and it wasn't that hard to get into this well into this place so uh my boss would tell me uh you know and i remember asking so you know if i'm doing these rounds and it's like 
you know, 11 o'clock at night and I actually find somebody in there, what am I supposed to do? And, and, and his response was, well, you know, do what you can to, you know, apprehend them. I'm like, what do you mean apprehend them? I mean, what do I, I got a walkie talkie and I'm flashlight. What are you talking about? Apprehend them. He said, well, we got a lot of important stuff here. Do what you can to, you know, to hold them until, you know, and then call the police until the police come. I'm like, dude, listen, I get paid six bucks an hour. There is no way in, you know what, that I'm going to go, you know, stopping somebody, trying to stop somebody that may be armed because you're paying me six bucks an hour. No, not going to happen. But, you know, the, the weird thing is people expect us sometimes to do things that there's no incentive for. You know, I remember all kinds of jobs. I mean, I was a, um, I was a uh, lifeguard. And, you know, that in and of itself, such an important duty. Uh, but I looked at it as, okay, well, I'm getting paid to sit by a pool. Uh, and I didn't have in my own mind, even though there was a major incentive to be a great lifeguard. I've got lives in my hands, but I didn't realize it. So that's a situation. It wasn't that the incentive wasn't there and motivation to do a great job. I just didn't believe it for some reason in my mind that it was that important. So sometimes as a leader, we've actually done the things and we've put the incentive there, but that person is not grabbing onto it, right? It's not clicking with them as, okay, this is my motivation to do a really great job. Um, I was a cable TV installer. This was another great one. And, uh, I remember interviewing for this job and uh, the uh, the guy, the hiring person, uh, and I still remember his name, but I, I won't say it, but he said, uh, he said, hey, uh, do you, how well do you know like electricity and stuff like that? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess I understand it. No idea. I mean, I, I obviously don't. My dad is an electrical engineer and he is brilliant. He knows this stuff. I don't know this stuff. So uh, he gave me a little book to read, my, this guy, this guy Mike, who was my boss. And he said, okay, you start on Monday. It was a really cool job. I had a truck. I had, you know, I've, I drove around and I'd install people's cable. Well, for the most part, it was really easy. Now, today, you just flick a switch or it's done at the, the home office. There's no need to really do anything. I guess the cable guy comes out and fix your, connects your TV. But when I was doing it, for some of these houses, it was really easy. I'd go in the back, I'd put in the cable, and that was it. For others, it was called a full install, which meant you had to like run a cable line from the telephone pole all the way to the house. There was no cable line to the house. That's what it meant. And then you had to go through the house. You had to drill holes. You had to run it under the basement, drill up under the TV, run the line up there, you know, tack it to the right spots and get it working. I mean, and it would take three, four hours. It was nuts. And it would be hot. And just you had to wear jeans, by the way. There was no, they wouldn't let you wear shorts. I mean, it was weird. Um, but I remember him telling me how to do this telephone pole. Now, you know, you've seen telephone poles. You know how high they are. Well, my job was I had to take a ladder now, if you thought about this, the ladder itself, the concept of leaning a ladder on a telephone pole is scary enough. There's no way in hell I'm going to do that, right? But this was, that's nothing. What this was, was this ladder that would go, you know, whatever it is, 100 feet in the air, had two metal hooks on the end of it. And the, my boss would tell me, this is the way you did it. You had to take the ladder and you'd hook the ladder, the end of the ladder, onto the wires, the, the, the telephone wires. Okay, so, all right, let's think about that for a second. Now, what runs through those wires, right? Power, electricity, and I'm, I'm supposed to take a metal ladder, true, metal ladder with metal hooks, and 
and put it over this wire, which doesn't even sound, that's not going to hold me, even if it was, there was no electricity running through it. Uh, and and the true story, and, he, and what he said was, okay, so there were like three wires or whatever, four wires, and he was pointing up, he said, okay, make sure you do it on that one. See that, that one, the one up there, that, the one in the middle, that's what you want to put it on. That one's okay. The one next to it, don't touch that because you'll die. That one is okay, but and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can you back up for a sec? What was that? What what happens if I hit the other one? That what happens? And he's like, well, that one, yeah, that's got the electric current going through. That will you'll you'll be dead. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? What? Wait, how much am I making? What? <laughs> that was my summer job. Now, granted, I got a truck for that summer, but that that was cool. That was a good incentive. But this, what? Wait. I do what? I put a ladder on a on a wire and it's I've got like a 50/50 shot of hitting the right wire and the penalty if I get it wrong is death. I don't think I want to do that. I don't know. I don't even if this came with you know a whole bunch of other stuff, I don't think I want to do that. No. I think I'm going to tap out now. But that was it. And, and so it blows my mind that people ultimately and leaders sometimes are puzzled when people are not doing things the way that they want right and oftentimes it's just this concept of the incentive is not there right or it is to my previous example and the person doesn't really understand it uh but either way as a leader you have to go through that and again as with every episode all this applies to Everybody is a leader, right? It's not just this, the, the, your, your formal leader positions in companies or organizations. As a parent, as an individual, people that we're trying to influence, why are they not doing those things? There might not be the incentive there. It might not be clear. As a leader, that incentive can be monetary. It can be salary, bonuses, other types of things. It can be non-monetary. Maybe it's recognition. Maybe it's just public praise. Maybe it's an opportunity to advance in the organization. Do your people understand what it takes to move up in the organization? That's another huge mistake I see leaders make all the time. They have not created a clear path for people to move up in their organization. Do you know how many people I ask this question of when I'm coaching them is, do you understand what your career path looks like where you are right now? What's your next step and what does it take to get to that next step? Do you realize how few people know the answer to that question? Okay, that's not their problem. That's their leader's problem. Okay, because this person, if they don't understand the career path that exists at their current company, guess what? What are they going to do? They're going to leave and go somewhere else, right? Because somewhere else is going to show them a clear career path or they just feel like, hey, I'm capped out where I am. Oftentimes that may not be the case. That's the leader's fault, right? The leader is the one that's responsible to make sure people understand the incentive. And if there is not enough incentive, the leader's responsibility is to make sure there is or change the task, move that off the plate. Don't expect people to do that, right? Other incentive could be, other things that come come along, it's not just monetary, might not be even an advancement or role change or anything like that. It could be informal. It could be taking on a new responsibility that helps them grow. Guess what? One of the interesting things about life is people actually want to grow. They want to feel like they're making progress. And if you're a leader that's helping people grow and feel like they're really advancing themselves, then you're, you're, you're keeping people in the game and you're keeping people moving forward. That's a reason why people will stay with you. When they stop feeling challenged, that's when people start to look elsewhere, right? 
But these are the things. These are all the things. I mean, all kinds of ways you can incent people. I used to do different things and do non-monetary fun things, take people out, whatever, do different parties and events and all kinds of contests, whatever. There's all kinds of fun things you can do to incent people for a period of time or long-term. And look at that and, and take a look and see, does the incentive match the task that I have asked this person to do? Easy way to do it is flip-flop it. Okay, would you climb that ladder for six bucks and put that metal ladder on that uh, that wire, the telephone wire? Would you do that? No, I don't think you would. Well, somebody is, but they're probably getting paid a lot more than six bucks an hour or they've done it enough so it's no big deal for them. So my incentive wasn't there. So guess what? I didn't do it. Okay, where I shortcutted or cut corners or whatever. I did something else that avoided that, right? Um, ultimately, that's the biggest problem that organizations face. Clarity around uh, around the WIFM. Again, what's in it for me? Okay, if I'm somebody, I'm dealing with a client, I've got to make sure that my client feels there's a WIFM too for us working together, right? If not, that's going to be one-sided. It's not going to happen. Or if it does happen, it's going to fall apart. So uh, quick thoughts couple of fun stories to illustrate the point uh, based on a conversation I had recently that I thought I'd bring to you and share. So hopefully this was helpful. Get the wheels turning. And again, any comments, suggestions, thoughts, or ideas on future topics, future guests, make sure you let me know. In the meantime, like, subscribe, share, and we'll see you back here next time. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.